0: non-stop talk radio streaming 24 hours a day talkzone.com
1: Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. What's the Britness? Sunday Times reporting that men's mental performance drops in the presence of blonde women. Apparently, they perceive the link of dumbness with blondness making men dumb. He's a board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon, a noted research scientist, and educator. Dr. Arthur Perry is a special guest joining us today to talk about nutrition for your skin. Yes, there's a lot of science to back it up and a lot of ongoing research. We'll learn more. In fact, he's done some product formulation uh, of which he's going to speak with us. Dr. Arthur Perry talking about night skin, nutrition for your skin, right here on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest.
1: Gift of gab. I know that's so old style in the world of instant messengers and Blackberries and voicemails and cell phones and uh, uh, photophones and all the technology. But apparently, not so fast. Research at the University of Michigan that is actually is going to be uh, published in the upcoming issue of the Journal Personality and Social uh, uh, Psychology is interesting. This U.S. team at the University of Michigan. Found that talking to another person for 10 minutes a day improves memory and test scores. That socializing is just as effective as more traditional kinds of mental exercise in boosting memory. And with all those baby boomers, uh, 76 million strong, standing in front of the refrigerator, now why was I there? Is that burgeoning field, $80 million a year we are now spending for games and computer uh, tools to help keep our memory sharp, only to find out (sighs) just 10 minutes a day of socializing can boost your brain power, improve memory and test scores just as effective as more traditional kinds of mental exercise. So if you're not up on the latest computer program to improve your memory, don't despair. Talking with others may make you smart. What dominates today's American Medical Association news, a U.S. House lawmaker, Congressman Peter DeFazio out of Oregon plans to introduce legislation to create a registry in which drug makers, pharmaceutical manufacturers, would have to report any gifts that are given to physicians. This House bill might apply to companies with less than $100 million in revenues. That's the threshold set by the Senate bill. But um, there is this growing appreciation that the profession policing itself or the American Medical Association that prohibits doctors from accepting gifts of substantial value or gifts with conditions attached doesn't appear to be working. I mean, just in uh, recent weeks, the Journal of the American Medical Association uh, reported that 65% of medical school department heads have ties to pharmaceutical manufacturers. Just over the weekend, Medscape was talking about how uh, peer-reviewed journals um, whose reviewers have ties to drug manufacturers are often much more favorable to those sponsors' products so, the House is going to offer a bill for a uh, bill for registry of drug firm gifts to doctors that pharmaceutical companies would have to report gifts of twenty five dollars or more. There goes all those free lunches. Well, I found it no place other than uh, the British press the California Pacific Medical Center Research Institute, is hopeful that a nationally occurring plant chemical, a phytochemical called cannabidiol, CBD for short, could be a non-toxic alternative to chemotherapy. Apparently, they have already found that this phytochemical that is derived from medical marijuana uh, prohibits um, and uh, helps to inhibit the aggressive spread of uh, cancer cells in brain cancer now, this latest research at California Pacific Medical Center Research Center indicates that this naturally occurring plant chemical uh, from cannabis uh, might help to prevent the spread of breast cancer as well. But, of course, in this country, it's part of the demonization of this uh, herb that can be used medicinally, which causes many of us to ask the question, Gee, aren't the medical decisions best made between ourselves and our practitioners rather than government involvement? This compound from cannabis known as CBD offers the hope of a non-toxic therapy that could achieve the same results without any painful side effects, according to the lead researcher, Dr. McAllister. Well, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about personal care products today, and uh, that certainly brings up the topic of chemicals among us, whether they're in our personal care products or, in this case, in technology. Because while there are no precise figures, activists estimate that um, 60% of the 400,000 tons of electronics collected for recycling here in this country each year ends up overseas, and whether it's workers in India, China, Nigeria, they use hammers and gas burners and bare hands to extract metals, glass, and other recyclables from electronics, and knowing, in fact, uh, the World Trade Center collapse gave great uh, acknowledgement to the fact that there are many toxins in uh, office products and electronics to which we are exposed on a daily basis, that exporting most electronic waste is not illegal in the U.S., uh, but many of these monitors and uh, televisions do have heavy metals within them. Now, the growing concern that um, our electronics that are recycled overseas uh, endangers both workers and the environment – because of the heavy metals and other uh, uh, chemicals that may be part of them. Two new studies indicating that getting older, think zinc. Two studies published this year addressing the role of zinc in maintaining the health as you get older. A year-long study of nursing home residents found that people with low levels of zinc measured in their bloodstream Had twice the incidence of pneumonia and 50% more antibiotic prescriptions over the year than those with normal zinc status. This study was conducted by Tufts University and Boston University research scientists, published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and it also found that people who began the study with normal zinc levels had up to a 40% lower mortality rate from any cause than those who were zinc deficient. And in the smaller second study, Wayne State University School of Medicine Research Scientists found that among healthy seniors living on their own, record, uh, recruited from a senior center to receive either a daily zinc supplement or a placebo, to determine over a year's period of time if the zinc supplement would offer protection against colds and flu. What they found was pretty amazing. They took 50 seniors. Part of them uh, had um, uh, the use of a placebo. The other part um, had use of the zinc supplement. At the end of the uh, year-long study, they found those taking the zinc had significantly higher zinc levels in their bloodstream and significantly fewer infections among 50 healthy seniors, seven cases of colds and flu over a year-long period versus the 50 seniors taking a placebo, 35 cases of infections indicating that this mineral zinc is such an important part of overall body health, including immune function, working it as an antioxidant, helping to lower overall mortality, which indicates to all of us that um, even situations that zap our body of zinc, and of course stress can do that, hospitalization can do that, with the revelation that zinc is playing a key role in optimal aging. Well, speaking of uh, staying healthy, if you live near an airport, we may want to take note of now what Swedish researchers are indicating, that those who live in areas with the greatest noise from a nearby airport had the highest risk of developing high blood pressure. Airplane noise tied to a high risk of blood pressure um, escalating, which kind of makes you wonder, are there other situations where high exposure to noise can be adverse to our health as well? We're going to return to talk with a noted educator and research scientist, a board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry, talking about nutrients for the health of your skin on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Cutting-edge information on alternative medicines, nutrition, and your health. Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray.
1: There's never a doubt when it's, uh, if, that it's live radio here. Uh, we hope to be talking. We will shortly. He's with a patient and we uh, know patients come first. You and me as healthcare consumers always come first. Uh, Dr. Arthur Perry, a very interesting background uh, as a research scientist, a physician. Uh, gosh, lots of expertise in both uh, burn and reconstructive surgery, plastic surgery, uh, surgery, he's a noted educator in this arena, has been doing some research, taking a look at nutrition and the skin. It has resulted uh, in not only a lot of groundbreaking published research, uh, but product formulation as well, and we'll be talking to him uh, in a few moments about that. But we'd be remiss not to mention uh, what is additionally in the medical literature today. uh, Usually it slows down this time of the year, but not so this year. The Feinstein Institute for Medical Research has been looking at dozens of Chinese herbal compounds with the hope that a fatal immune response that kills, this number is sobering, 225,000 Americans each year could be discovered. This study published this week in the Public Library of Science, PLOS, an interesting online British journal from any number of respects. One, it takes no advertising dollars from pharmaceutical companies. So the research that is published in the Public Library of Science is not only uh, intellectually curious, it's often very objective because of the lack of sponsorship Influence. So, the premise is that scientists and physicians worldwide have long been stumped by sepsis. Sepsis uh, indicating a generalized blood infection. Say, for example, you have diverticulosis. Little pouches because of your dietary indiscretions in your gastrointestinal system. And those pouches sometimes become inflamed diverticulitis, and rarely, but they can occur, uh, they can rupture. So you have, uh, in essence, a bursting of a diverticula into the abdominal cavity, the peritoneal cavity, with accompanying infection. And of course, infection in our bloodstream can come from many sources, whether it's gum disease or bacteria that at- attack our heart or a failure to heal a wound in, this, in the case of a diabetic, or in this case, in terms of di- uh, digestive health. And what we find is that even with all of the technology, you know, our system of health care in this country shines when it comes to emergency and trauma great technology, great advances when it comes to emergency and trauma situations. But even given that, it's eye-opening to think that with people with generalized sepsis, generalized blood infection, half of them die because of the massive assault on the body. In other words, when you have a massive um, uh, generalized blood infection, It stimulates many chemical releases in the body of inflammatory chemicals and uh, chemicals that are uh, involved in coagulation. And we often find that indeed 25% of the 225,000 people affected by sepsis each and every year, given the very best resources in our current medical system, succumb. And what they found is that using green tea, that survival jumped from 53% to 82%, which is huge because you think, oh, green tea, oh, yeah, you know, that's probably good for my um, blood vessels. It is for the lining of the blood vessels. probably helps reduce my risk of uh, cancers. But to think that something as deadly has generalized sepsis, which claims half of all those affected. If the survival could jump from 53% to 82%, utilizing some interesting compounds identified from green tea, just puts it in a whole different perspective. And as we were discussing last week, the intriguing research coming out of Purdue University, that uh, you want lemon with your tea? little slice of lime with your tea. In fact, any citrus juice combined with green tea or vitamin C combined with green tea can improve the absorption of the antioxidants. All the family of catechins from green tea up to 13-fold. We're talking about, yes, 1,300%, 13-fold better absorption if you want Hey, little lemon with your tea. Interesting research um, coming out of the World Cancer Research Fund. They're working with the American Institute for Cancer Research, indicating that cancer prevention may be as close as the power of your plate, that we should eat a more plant-based diet, more vegetables, more fruits, more whole grains, and, yes, legumes. the the bean family, to help prevent cancer. And what the uh, director of the World Cancer Research Fund, uh, Dr. Samuel, has to say is that the only legume, the only member of the bean family that uh, provides a complete protein equivalent to both egg, meat, and milk is the soybean. And we know that cultures that consume more soy... Uh, it's not, if a little is good, a lot is better, and a whole lot is best of all. Nope, it doesn't work that way. Modest amounts of soy, particularly in a fermented fashion. This was a five-year study involving uh, gee, nine independent teams of scientists from around the world. Uh, they analyzed over 7,000 large-scale studies, concluding, that the benefits of moving to a more animal versus, uh, I'm sorry, the benefits of moving to a more vegetable rather than an animal protein diet are immense because you're getting um, sources of protein that don't contain trans fats, don't contain saturated fats, uh, don't contain cholesterol, uh, but provide lots of nutrients Legumes included as a key recommendation in terms of cancer prevention. Well, it's uh, known to uh, be going only in one direction up. The cost of health care in this country, uh, now another revelation that the cost of providing health care for America's workers has risen yet again this year to a record $8,000 Per staff member per year, which, of course, is only prompting more businesses to say, can't afford it, affecting the bottom line. No way is um, uh, our business going to have their bottom line affected by the ever-rising health care costs. So we are seeing... Uh, because of the fact that there have been double digit increases in health costs uh, for all of the recent years, that more and more businesses are cost shifting. And in fact, many of the solutions to healthcare dilemma these days involve cost shifting, when of course you and I know uh, that may work for a certain period of time. Yet, until we get the message that yes, your lifestyle makes a difference. Why? seventy six percent of our nation's healthcare care dollars go to the treatment of chronic conditions conditions like heart disease and diabetes, arthritis, uh, all of the inflammatory conditions that respond to lifestyle. so why it may be overwhelming. Uh, Eye-opening to know that there is good science-based research indicating that 83% of all heart disease, 93% of all diabetes can be prevented by making wiser lifestyle choices. Of course, lifestyle choices always involve a discussion of nutrition, and that's what we'll take up when we return. Nutrition for your skin. He is a noted research scientist, physician, board certified in plastic surgery, educator. Joining us today, Dr. Arthur Perry, will talk about nutrition for your skin on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: The information presented on Healthy Talk Radio is all well documented and presented by credentialed guests. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but hey, how much do they know about medicine anyway?
1: I'm Deborah You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio, where in just a moment we'll have a very special guest joining us to talk about nutrition for your skin. And I think it's one of the top. Uh, I've found over the years, in fact, there's actually been scientifically published surveys, that if you, gosh, start to have a problem with your vision, you get really motivated when it comes to, oh, I'll make the lifestyle changes that are necessary to improve my vision. Well, skin ranks right up there. Because flip on that light, look in the mirror, first thing every morning, most of us think, oh, gosh, oh, what about optimizing your nutrition to optimize how your skin looks? We have been talking for a number of years about how optimizing your nutrition has little downsides because whether your health care challenge is something daunting like heart disease or diabetes or even cancer or something a little less daunting you just want to optimally age your nutritional status does make a difference. We were speaking just last week with Dr. Luke Bucci who is a well-known research scientist in the field of science-based clinical nutrition about how digestive health Detoxification has a role to play in terms of skin health. And we hope to have join us in just a moment a board-certified plastic surgeon, noted research scientist and educator, who will speak to us about nutrition and the skin. And it's interesting because if you take a look at the real innovation in clinical practice in this country, um, plastic surgeons are some of the early adopters. in fact they 're very, very open to taking a look at all of the science based options when it comes to better outcome. For you and me as healthcare consumers, they're patients when it comes to their healthcare, and we are delighted and honored to have a leader in that arena. He is a noted research scientist, physician, board certified in plastic surgery, educator, and joining us today to talk about nutrition in the skin. He's Dr. Arthur Perry joining us today. Dr. Perry, hello and welcome.
2: Hi, thanks so much for having me on your
1: show. Oh, it's our pleasure. So I suspect, um, knowing that you, uh, were interested years ago at, at Rutgers University in some interesting nutritional compounds, including uh, triiodothyronine.
2: Wow, you really, you really researched me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that you've had a long-standing interest in nutrition and health. Talk with us about your interest in nutrition in the skin, Dr. Perry, please.
2: Well, I'll tell you, there are so many things that are fraudulent in nutrition yeah. in, of the skin, and that's one of the reasons I got involved in this. As a practicing plastic surgeon, for decades I have prescribed things like vitamin C for the skin, because vitamin C has 30, maybe 40 years of good science behind it. But of the, in the last five or so years, I've seen so many things that have been proposed to be used in the skin that are totally useless, things like hexapeptides. Have you heard of those? those, Oh, yes. There are five or six uh, amino acids that are strung together. And uh, I love it when I hear advertisements for hexapeptides in the skin because they can't possibly work. And the reason they can't possibly work is because if you look at the skin, it's sort of like a chain-link fence. And There are little holes in the skin that chemicals can get through, just like a chain-link fence. And and like that fence, you could put maybe a golf ball or a ping-pong ball through, but you certainly can't get a football through. Now, to the skin, the golf balls and the ping-pong balls are things like vitamin C and vitamin A and and alpha-hydroxy acids. Those are the fruit acids. But those hexapeptides, they're the footballs. (laughs) They stay outside. They can't possibly do anything to the skin. But yet, those are the most expensive ingredients in many skin creams. I saw one for 525 dollars, <laughs> oh and goodness. I almost it was incredible, and it can't possibly
1: work. So, bring us up to speed in terms of you know many of us think you know vitamin C okay, improved immune function, you know any number of, of, uh, of benefits. What about vitamin C for our skin? Why does it make a difference if we're, if we use forms of vitamin C um, uh, intelligently dr perry
2: Well, vitamin C is the substance that stimulates collagen formation now. A lot of people are daunted by these, these big words like collagen, but that's the leather of the skin. That's what holds us all together. And as we get older, collagen thins. So it goes from a nice thick layer when you're a kid to, oh, boy, your grandmother has this very thin, almost translucent skin, and that's because the collagen thins. And that process happens starting in the 20s. So if we stimulate collagen, we can keep it at its maximum level. And the number one stimulator of collagen is, is vitamin C you can't get enough vitamin C by eating it though the reason you can't is because beyond 1300 milligrams a day we urinate it out and the other thing that happens is vitamin C is very light sensitive so when we get in the sun even for a few minutes we destroy the vitamin C in the skin so I've created a skin cream called night skin and we have vitamin C in night skin we put it on at night it makes a lot of sense because at night, there's no ultraviolet light on your skin. The vitamin C stays in as long as possible, uh, making your skin healthier by stimulating collagen. So that's number one with vitamin C. The other major thing it does is it's an antioxidant. It's the biggest antioxidant in our, bo- in our body, but we don't get enough in our skin for exactly the same reasons. The ultraviolet light of the day depletes it.
1: So when when we use vitamin C topically, are there forms that work better than other? Because you mentioned light, and we think about oxidation, even of good things like antioxidants. What do we need to know to make an informed product decision, Dr. Perry?
2: And that's such an important point, because many manufacturers put different types of vitamin C in their skin creams. In fact, only one is scientifically proven to really make a difference, to do all the things that vitamin C can do for your skin, and that's called L-ascorbic acid, L-ascorbic acid. When you see other forms of vitamin C, they're unproven, and they a lot of them can't really get into the skin. Not only does it have to be L-ascorbic acid, but it has to be in the right concentration, and that means at least 10%. If it's less than that, it just won't do the trick. And it's got to be the right pH. That means the right acidity. And I won't bore you with what it has to be, but nights can certainly have that. And what happens is when when you look at ingredients, and I have spent several years now looking at all different skin creams and the ingredients, and I and they see me at these stores chuckling because I know that it can't possibly do what it's going to do. For instance, you can't put vitamin C in any form in a skin cream if it contains zinc. They're incompatible because zinc requires a higher acidity, a higher pH, and vitamin C is a lower pH. So the chemists play games with these chemicals. They want you to think that there's vitamin C in a particular cream, but they put it in in a way that doesn't work. And that is over and over and over again it happens.
1: You mentioned some other interesting uh, um, antioxidants that make a difference uh, in our skin, including uh, ones that we have heard a lot about. Again, the marketing hype, uh, Dr. Perry, uh, the, the natural sugars. Talk with us about glycolic acid and uh, well, you know, the, the science behind it and why you felt it important to include it in Night Skin Plays.
2: And, you know, this is a new thing that we're talking about in the last yeah. decade or so, so, but if you look at history, Cleopatra knew about alpha hydroxy acids. And she took those milk baths. And the milk baths have something called lactic acid, which is one of the alpha hydroxy acids. And that's what gave Cleopatra historically very smooth and and really nice skin. The alpha hydroxy acids, we don't use lactic acid as much now, but we use glycolic acid because it works the best and it's the most studied scientifically of all the alpha hydroxy acids. Now, this is an exfoliant. And an exfoliant is something that we all should use every day. It gets rid of the dead layer of skin on the surface of our skin. And that's why overnight night skin, which has glycolic acid in it, will make your skin feel smoother. It's nothing magical. It's an exfoliant effect. But glycolic acid does more than just exfoliate. It's also an antioxidant, as you had mentioned, and that's something that helps ongoing sun and environmental damage. So it helps decrease that as we go through the day. And it also stimulates collagen. One of the nice things about the alpha hydroxy acids is because they're an exfoliant, they keep the pores clean. They make your pores look a little smaller. Nothing can really make pores smaller, by the way, but it makes them look smaller because it keeps them clean and oils and debris don't collect in those pores. And that helps adult-type acne. So we have less acne when we have glycolic acid on our skin.
1: Now, uh, are these uh, type of approaches, uh, and, and we'll, we certainly have more to talk about as it relates to night skin, Dr. Perry, important no matter what the age of your skin, uh, you know, whether we're looking at somebody who has skin damage in their 50s or somebody who's already uh, started to uh, abuse their skin in their teens and maybe early 20s, Dr. Perry? Yeah,
2: and, and, you know, as a plastic surgeon, I see teenagers with sun damage, and it's amazing to me, even in this era, where we're harping at people. Use sunblock, use sunblock. I still see people who, who come in in their late teens. I've had 18-year-olds with skin cancers. Can you believe that? Yeah. And we're talking about sun-related skin cancers. Well, it's important, I think, to start a good skin care program early. And, and I'm not going to say that night skin is necessary for a 10-year-old, of course. No, it's not but once you hit 20 and we start getting in the declining aspects of our skin that means the collagen thins and the the stretchy fibers called the elastin starts to start to decline once those thing, things start to happen it's a good idea to get on a skincare program because what we'll do is we will decrease the rate of decline and that means we'll keep your skin looking as good as it can possibly look for as long as possible and there is a good chance that we would decrease skin cancer formation also. Now, I can't make that claim with NightSkin, of course, but the ingredients in NightSkin, skin, such as vitamin A and vitamin C, clearly have an effect on the damage that's caused by the sun. And we really didn't talk about vitamin A, but vitamin A is the only thing that can actually reverse sun damage after it's occurred, and it can decrease the chance of skin cancers like... Oh, those terrible things, basal cell carcinomas and squamous cell carcinomas that people get. So I think it's important to be on a skincare program right from right about age 20.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the, the form of vitamin A, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, the, the retin A formulas, um, the over the counter forms of vitamin A. So just like a, a vitamin C, does the form of vitamin A, when we make a product decision, make a difference, Dr. Perry?
2: Well, it does. Uh, but. The form that is a prescription form that's in retin-A is called retinoic acid. Now, we can't put that in an over-the-counter product like night skin, uh, but one of the bad things about retin-A is that it also is an irritant to the skin. And so long ago, in the, over 10 years ago, scientists found that the different forms of vitamin A are all converted into each other. So retinol is converted into retinoic acid. And in my cream, I put Retinol Which is a difficult word to say But th- the reason I chose that form of, of vitamin A Is because it's the least irritating of all the forms So it's not an alcohol like the retinol And it's not an acid like the retinoic acid It's the least irritating And it's one of the storage forms of vitamin A in the skin And we are as humans Equipped with all these little enzymes in our skin That are able to convert different types of vitamin A Into useful vitamin A And so any of those forms work. So if you look on, uh, on the ingredient list, many different uh, skin creams now have vitamin A, and most of those do work. Uh, I chose the one that's the least irritating and that does get converted to retinoic acid, which is the endpoint. That's what's in retin-A, and that's what all the science uh, shows really makes a difference in the skin.
1: Now, you spoke of dose of, of vitamin C, ascorbic acid. Does dose matter in terms of concentration and the amount that we find in in products, uh, uh, personal care products? Uh, so, again, you know, when it comes back to, okay, we're educated about ingredients, does the dose matter when it comes to, to getting a beneficial result uh, regarding, uh, you know, vitamin C and, as well as uh, vitamin A, Dr. Perry?
2: No question that dose matters. Uh, with vitamin C, it's a 10% concentration that makes a difference. And there is what we call in medicine a dose-response effect. So when we get up to higher amounts, if we got to 15 or 20%, that would even be better. The problem with higher amounts of vitamin C is that we do get some irritation uh, of sensitive skin with the higher amounts. And in night skin, we have so many active ingredients. We've got vitamin C, vitamin A, 7% glycolic acid, uh, that we really can't go too much higher with the vitamin C but I, I demanded that we have at least the minimum amount of vitamin C that's scientifically proven to work to really make a difference and so we do have that.
1: Now, when it comes to uh, to photoaging, skin damage to our skin, you know, many of us are concerned about. Ooh, you know, we don't want to call them old age spots, <laughs> spots but definitely, they are representative of, of the damage that sun has done to our skin. And, and perhaps some of us are, are educated to the fact that there are, are chemicals, some of which are, are questionable in terms of assessing risk to benefit when it comes to lightning. We return, Dr. Perry. I'd like to talk of, about uh, uh, perhaps some of the, the, the approaches that are available in night skin, as well as some of your thoughts on, on nutrition and the skin, particularly as it relates to safe skin lightening agent. Dr. Arthur Perry joining us today. He's a noted plastic surgeon, educator, um, and research scientist. We're talking about nutrition for your skin right here on Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray.
0: If skyrocketing insurance premiums and dwindling healthcare options are getting the best of you, then you should be expanding your healthcare knowledge with Deborah Ray and Healthy Talk Radio.
1: And a real honor to have a special guest join us today, Dr. Arthur Perry, a board certified in the field of plastic surgery. Uh, much expertise in the field of not only medicine and surgery but research and education joining us today to talk about um, his research and product formulation as it relates uh, to the nutrition in your skin we're talking about ingredients like glycolic acid, uh, ascorbic acid, forms of vitamin A uh, and night skin and if you 're listening to us and didn 't get the phone number if you want more information and there is a special offer at one eight hundred eight two zero. 8551, that's one eight hundred eight two zero eight five five one. 8551 And we were going to return uh, to talk about um, skin lightening uh, thanks to perhaps uh, some damage from the the skin and making those um, uh, informed decisions on the basis of risk to benefit because some of the more common ingredients come with risk. What did you find and what did you include in night skin, Dr. Perry?
2: Well, I'll tell you what we didn't include. We did not include hydroquinone. Hydroquinone is the most common skin lightener and it's actually a very effective skin lightener but it's got that... That little side effect that uh, people are worried about it causing cancer. Now, it's proven to it cause cancer in some animals. It's not proven, I don't want to scare people, it's not proven in humans, but I'll tell you something. Because it causes problems in animals, I didn't want it on my skin or my family's skin, and I treated night skin the way I would want a cream developed for my family. And so I looked for herbal skin lighteners, and I found that there are an awful lot of them. For one thing, the vitamin C and the vitamin A both lighten the skin, Mm -hmm. but that's not enough. Glycolic acid is also a good skin lightener, but I put in a uh, something called licorice extract, and the chemical name of this is glabridin. And it's just as effective as hydroquinone in lightening skin, but it doesn't have any harmful side effect. In fact, people who study herbal uh, medicine know that licorice is one of the wonderful things we can do for our body, Uh, Unfortunately, that candy doesn't have a lot of real licorice in it, does it?
1: (laughs) No, it doesn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, uh, as a skin lightener, licorice extract works very well, and the four together work wonderfully. I've been very surprised with night skin because I've had my patients tell me uh, something that I didn't think was really possible, that they've seen lightening of brown spots of their face within two to three weeks of using the cream. Now, I know that the lightening really takes a few months, but all the agents acting together, sure. the exfoliation by glycolic acid mm-hmm. and the um, stopping the making, the production of pigment, all those things that work together can actually cause an early lightening of the skin. And uh, as you had mentioned earlier, that's one of the most distressing things about getting older when you, when you wake up and, and literally see a new brown <laughs> spot on
1: your skin. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I look forward. I certainly have placed my order, and uh, you've been delightful. Great information. Please come back again. Thank you, Dr. Perry.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. Take hey, care
1: now, Dr. Arthur Perry, joining us today to talk about skin nutrition. Eight hundred eight two zero eight five five one for Night Skin. I'm Deborah Ray, reminding you to live long, stay healthy.